All right. Welcome, everyone, to He's Done It, a mostly sports podcast. I'm Corey Novotny, and I'm joined this week, as always, by my co-host, Brian Wells. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about the NBA Finals as they are underway with the Suns defeating the Bucks in Game 1. We'll give our reactions to that opening game, as well as our thoughts and predictions for the remainder of that series. We'll also talk about the Stanley Cup Finals with the Lightning going up three games to one on the Canadians. They have them on the brink of elimination, though they did lose game four. So we'll give our thoughts on the uh, the Lightning failing to finish off Montreal in a sweep. We'll also talk about Euro 2020 with Italy and England set to face each other in the final match in London. We'll talk about some of the more recent matches that got us to this point and give our thoughts on that final game that's coming up this weekend. And we'll also talk about some other sports that maybe aren't totally sports, uh, at least in the case of the Nathan's hot dog eating contest with Joey Chestnut once again breaking his own world record to win his 14th mustard belt. And the match four, not saying golf isn't a real sport, but it's uh, when it's Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady going up against Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers and going head-to-head with the NBA Finals, it's easy to kind of dismiss it. So we'll give our thoughts on the match four. And we'll also talk about the Olympics, some news in that, whether the games are realistically going to happen. We talk about Sha'Carri Richardson and her suspension. And then we finally talk a little baseball with Brian and I set to go to the Red Sox game on Friday night, weather permitting. So with that, let's get started. Brian, our plans got derailed a little. We were uh, hoping to record in person. Both of us have some uh, issues in terms of access to a car. It also just started pouring out, so can't really bring my equipment out into the rain to help make it work. But we're uh, we're gonna try to do this, you know, the old-fashioned way like we normally do. It's funny that you said it. It just started pouring out. We could have recorded this any day of the week or or month, and. I feel like that would have been the same story. Oh, it started pouring out. Yeah, oh, I been, know. The, it's just been raining. So much rain oh. to this point. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's uh, it's kind of unfortunate. We're <laughs> about to potentially experience a tropical storm in a couple of days, but we're hoping that holds off. Uh, regardless, we are able to record right now. You know, Hopefully, neither of us lose power from thunder or anything in the middle of this. So let's get going with it. And let's talk about the NBA Finals because... Game one was last night. The Phoenix Suns pull out the victory, one eighteen to one hundred five, over the Milwaukee Bucks. And Chris Paul, huge game in his first NBA Finals. I know you've been 
pretty vocal about being on the Suns bandwagon. So I guess what are your reactions from that that opening night victory um, in terms of the NBA Finals for Phoenix? Yeah, I was definitely thrilled with the Phoenix Suns performance in Game 1, especially by their backcourt and Chris Paul and Devin Booker. They definitely led the way for sure in Game 1 as uh, I would imagine that they would as well for the rest of this series. And not only that, but DeAndre Ayton was a force on on the boards with I think he had almost 20 rebounds. Yeah, 22 and 19. 19 22 and 19 uh yesterday in game 1. So yeah, he was definitely a force under the glass. And so yeah, the Suns definitely played extremely well in game 1. The Bucks, they weren't terrible, but they definitely had a lot of missed opportunities. They had a lot of missed gimmies in that in that first half and and they were still in it in the first half, but then the start of the second half, it just got away from him. And I feel like Giannis throughout the game, even with a bad injury to his knee, he was really, he, not, not really good, but he was solid in the first half. And then the second half, he kind of disappeared. And so I, I still think it will be a great series. I don't, I don't expect the Suns to blow out the Bucks by any means. I expect the Bucks to respond in the next game or game three and game four when they're at home. But the Suns were definitely, uh, I mean, <laughs> pun intended, completely un- intended, on fire <laughs> uh, in Game One offensively. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I went into this expecting the Suns to take Game One. Part of that was because I didn't think Giannis would be able to play, and I was very surprised when he did. But he certainly seemed a lot healthier than anyone would have expected when he got injured what a week ago against the Hawks if that yeah, and that injury looked worse than it, it looked bad yeah it looked really bad so I was surprised that he played and that he played well I mean he had 20 points and 17 rebounds it wasn't his greatest performance ever but he held his own in that one yeah, the, the he Bucks aren't like gonna, he was hurt the Bucks aren't gonna win obviously if they don't have Giannis so I was also like many others glad that he was back for game one and also there's been a kind of a trend with star players this year during the regular season and with in the playoffs with just star players taking time off and I'd imagine some of the players have legitimate injuries but at the same time I feel like some of the players I don't know which ones have maybe taken a little bit too much time off or have uh, looked at their injuries a little bit too cautiously and haven't gone out there when they should and so I'm glad that Giannis after that horrific injury he he was able to come back for game one and he's going out there probably not at a hundred percent. I didn't love rushing him back to be honest. I, um, I mean, obviously you want Giannis to play if he is healthy enough to go, but I, I guess going into it when I saw that he was upgraded from doubtful to questionable, I was like, all right, they should still keep him out and maybe he'll be ready to go game two or game three back in Milwaukee. But yeah, he came out, and it seems like he's okay. I guess my biggest fear would be him rushing back and then being like suffering an injury that's even worse. You know, getting hurt guess, again, kind of what happened I, with Anthony Davis when the Lakers tried to rush him back. So, yeah, I guess the reason why I don't think they did rush him back is just because of the of the way he looked in Game One. Yeah, he, and it, he looked like he was looked like he was never even hurt. It is. Uh, it's for, hard to say that he was rushed back, um, just given the way he played. And like you said, it didn't look like he was being bothered by any kind of injury. So that was, it was good to it's, see. It's not him, like, you know, it's not like Anthony Davis or Trey young, where they're going out there in elimination games and you could easily tell that they're not uh, up to par. 
Yeah, yeah, it was definitely different than that. So given that, I do think that we're going to continue to see a healthy Giannis Antetokounmpo. Chris Middleton played really well in game one. We've seen him catch fire. I think it was in game six against the Hawks. He scored like 16 yeah, in a row. Yeah, game six versus the Hawks. I think it was the third quarter where he was he was definitely uh, stepping up for them. And he's their best scorer, Like I'll admit. Like I, I mean, two years ago when I wasn't like the highest on him, I just thought he was a little overrated. I thought he was a borderline all-star, but this, I mean, you, you say he's a top 20 player and I say borderline all-star, that's a top 25. So even though I'm lower on, uh, historically been lower on Middleton than you have, like, that's not that much lower. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, Middleton, he was definitely a force in that elimination game for the Hawks in game six. And then, yeah, in game one, he definitely, I mean, he missed some easy baskets, but for the most part, he, he looked. He he did pretty well offensively, scoring twenty nine, and they definitely need to improve defensively, though. Yeah, that's that's certainly an issue. Um, I the Suns are just flying up and down the court early in that one, and then I, I, the Bucks did as well. And I I, think I do love the, Suns, the matchup. Yeah, the yeah. Suns definitely uh, executed a little better in the beginning. That kind of got them off to a good start. So the Bucks certainly need to be able to continue to match them and not just in terms of the the pace of play but actually the scoring of course has to be a big part of it you got to finish those those plays when you you go down in the paint in seven seconds and shoot so i they, went they definitely need to clean up the the guys stop getting out of foul triples well i mean the refs were probably a little bit too harsh on the bucks but when the suns are hitting that many free throws they went 100 percent from the free throw line were they 25 for 26 Oh, okay. Maybe they had maybe. one miss. Yeah, ninety six percent. I I saw that a hundred percent, but then I I like checked the stats on ESPN. It said twenty five for twenty six. So oh, okay. I don't know. That's it might as well be a hundred percent for a whole team in a game. That's that's incredible. To well, me. even if it, even if it weren't a hundred percent, they got twenty five free throws. Uh, yeah. Oh, they, they the so, fouls. It was definitely in favor of Phoenix. I think at one point it was like nineteen to six. So I I kind of understand why some people were. You know, talking about the refs being on the sun side as well, I I kind of understand that frustration. But uh, Milwaukee also went nine for sixteen from the free throw line, so they have to at least take advantage of those opportunities when they get there. So I am kind of interested to see how that trend continues. I went into this series thinking that the Bucks would end up winning this series in six games, and I also thought Phoenix would win game one. And I I don't I, I'm not off that take yet so part of the reason why i was high on phoenix even with the uncertainty of Giannis or on milwaukee even with the uncertainty of Giannis antenacupo is that i believe that the bucks are better without Giannis than some of the other teams that phoenix has faced without their superstar players like the lakers without anthony davis the nuggets without jamal murray and the clippers without Kawhi leonard a lot of yeah, that is because they, they have two exactly other they have chris players. middleton well, and well, true holiday stars is, Superstar's not the right word. No, but, but Drew Holiday is better than I don't know Pat Beverly or I don't know who you know, Kyle Kuzma, who's right. the the next the second best, best guy. player on Dennis those Schroeder, other three teams right? are yeah, like you said, Kuzma, Beverly, and then for the Nuggets it'd be 
God, I don't even know. Frank Campazzo? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Once you, there's certainly a drop off in those teams. So that was part of the reason why I felt like Milwaukee would be the kind of team who can actually compete with the Suns. And it's not like the Suns, I know they swept Denver, but they, they needed six games to beat both LA teams. I think the Clippers are the more telling one, given that the Lakers didn't start losing until Davis got hurt halfway through that first round series. But that was a big reason for me, um, liking Milwaukee. Uh, just the way that they responded following Giannis's injury against the Hawks, I really was impressed by them because it could have been easy for them to kind of lay over and for them to go out and win game five and six in fairly convincing fashion with Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton stepping up in huge ways. I really liked that aspect about them. And I'm not really turned off by their game one performance because if you look back historically, the Bucks have struggled in game ones in series when they... Oh, yeah. The, that Nets series when they just got blown out by... Well, that was yeah, game when they two. got blown out by the Nets in not only one, but two games. They, they didn't like, get we, blown we're... out in game one. Well, or... or... They game did two, lose I game mean, one. But, they got blown out yeah. in game two. Yeah, I mean, that first all. We they, thought it was over. Yeah, oh, I thought that. for sure it was over. They came back from down 2-0 and won 4-5. But if you look at their other two series, they lost game one to the Hawks, and you know they came out looking sluggish. They weren't ready to be there. Then they won 4-5. out of five. If you go back to their first-round series against the Heat, I know they game, won game one, but it took them overtime, and then they blew them out for three straight games after that to pull off the sweep. Last year, they lost to the eight-seeded Orlando Magic in game one in the bubble, then won four in a row. And in 2019, they lost game one to the Celtics. They got blown out at home by the Celtics. Like we were thinking, wow, Boston might actually have a chance in this one. No uh, chance. I was, Milwaukee I was all in on the Celtics after that game. Yeah, too. right. So I think that we've seen Milwaukee struggle before like that in the first game. Game two is going to be huge for them. They need to come out and actually win that game uh, for them to really have a chance at this point. I know they came back from 2-0 down against the Nets, so maybe it's not the end of the world if they lose this one, but it would be much, much more difficult. No, I, I, don't, think it's, I, don't, I don't think it's a must win, but it puts them in a obviously much deeper hole if they lose yes, game two. Yes, absolutely. Um, what are your thoughts on the crowd? Oh, yeah, it was good. I'm glad that they're full stadiums now. Uh, I like especially the, the Suns crowd. They they were really into it. That that was they were a fun crowd. I and I, I think Milwaukee's been the same way. They were showing the Deer District with what twenty thousand people. I think was they said were outside the arena. So I know that when the series shifts back to Milwaukee, those fans are going to be excited to to be able to witness an NBA Finals game. It it is a cool atmosphere when they show the road team. They they're not in. They're obviously not in the arena to watch the game, but they get to be outside the arena and be all next to each other in a big crowd like that. I know there's been a lot of criticism about having a Phoenix Milwaukee finals, not seeing you know, everyone's I'm, like, Oh, I'm it's totally refreshing, it. but yeah. But like, there's something uh, that's I, like, I'm, ah, this isn't as exciting. Like I'm, you don't have the ultimate superstars. You know, those I'm all teams. for it. Like the superstars on both of these teams. I, I, I like, I like Chris Paul. I like Devin Booker. I like Giannis. Yeah, and, I, I and, love and those. Chris guys. Middleton's grown on me, so yeah, I I like this finals matchup, and they're both they're both fun to watch, and they both play at a fast pace. And I don't know, I feel like the NBA, in my opinion, needs more parity. Like I, I, I agree, stand, absolutely. I can't stand seeing. I mean, you would hate it more than me. I I can't stand seeing LeBron every single time in the finals yeah. versus just another super team. Like that just at some point that gets boring to me. I mean. Obviously, I'm a bigger hockey fan than basketball fan. I do like both sports, of course, but I'm definitely a bigger hockey fan. And I, I enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs more than the NBA playoffs. But this year, I I definitely am more tuned into this year's NBA Finals because it's 
it's an actual unpredictable series where we generally don't know who's going to win. And well, I don't know. That, that's just my, my feeling. Yeah. I mean, the whole postseason has had that feel to it. At the same time, the Suns have clearly had some level of advantage uh, to this point. Milwaukee, not as much so. Uh, they certainly weren't favored to beat Brooklyn. There were questions about whether they would even knock off Miami. And then their series against Atlanta, you're like, all right, we, we feel pretty confident that it's going to be a Milwaukee-Phoenix final. But Do you think do you think it's an asterisk if Phoenix I know we, I know we talked about it earlier, but do you think it's I, an, an asterisk if they win? You know what? With, with Giannis there... In the with, I mean, with Giannis there, I think it 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 changes that a little. Um, I I think that it's really cool for Chris Paul if the Suns win. It's really cool for Suns fans if they win. Yeah. At the same time, I do understand a lot of the criticisms about this team and whether it's like, all right, you know, you win the championship, like you can f- fly the banners, you can, uh, you know, have your rings and everything. But I understand feeling like it's kind of a cheapened I I totally get it as all well. the star injuries. Yeah, I totally get it as well where the either the best or second best player on all four of their teams have either been out or not playing or they're excuse me, they're playing at not 100% and I don't know, I just feel like you can do that for so many of the past teams that have won. I mean, mm-hmm. last year yeah, the definitely. Lakers the Lakers won but they were in a bubble and a a glorified AU tournament as like <laughs> we like to call it and then the Raptors when they won, they KD and Clay both got hurt, and then uh, what was it? The, the, I mean, the Warriors, Warriors two, the, Cavs the Warriors two years they won, but it's because they were so good with Kevin Durant that it was it was impossible for any other team to win. And then the Cavs won because Draymond got suspended. Yeah, and then and then and then the Warriors they won with Kyrie being and hurt and Kevin, Kevin Love being hurt. You yeah. can go on and on and on with. Oh, it's so easy Astros. to. I mean, you even go back and say the Celtics losing Kendrick Perkins in Game Six of the oh, NBA too. Finals. Like, it, it, that's always kind of been a part of the game. So it's it's tough to say. Oh, but you know, Phoenix is like some exception to the rule. They're not. Like, yes, their path is much easier than a lot of these teams. It's not just the finals, and in this case, it's almost the opposite, where their path to the finals was not that difficult. But now they're they're in the finals. They're facing Giannis at some level below 100%, but it doesn't feel like he's that much below 100%. So, you know, I understand the criticism. I'm not going to sit here and uh, make the same kind of comments about the Suns as I do about the Lakers championship last year. And look, I know my reputation at this point as a LeBron hater. Like, I'm going to have similar and I have those thoughts regardless. And maybe in some ways I'll, I'll try to not be too hypocritical of myself, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and say that no championships count ever again in any sport, because that's just a ridiculous argument. I don't want to die on that <laughs> hill of, uh, it only counts if it's my own team that wins. So, right. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the Stanley cup finals now. And that's one where almost over lightning go up three Oh, no team has pulled off a sweep in the Stanley Cup Finals since 1998 when the Red Wings swept the Washington Capitals. And the Lightning were unable to pull it off with Montreal taking Game 4 in overtime. They play tonight, Game 5. I guess by the time people listening, it's going to be over. I, I think that the Lightning will have finished it off by then. I, I think it'll be gentleman sweep as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I expect it to be over as well. <laughs> there are rumors about how the Lightning players... I mean, it, it's obviously just bad media talk but there were definitely uh some rumors that the lightning players weren't weren't putting their 
absolute best effort to win that game because they want to win it. Some people are saying they want to win at home while uh, and, and celebrate with the fans. I mean, last year they won in Edmonton and they obviously didn't get to celebrate with really There's anyone nobody. outside of the No fans, yeah, no like, family. And then for this game in game four, their wives were there all in one section. Oh, I thought none of them were allowed to go. I mean, they showed a when Pat Maroon scored the game tying goal, they showed the a, a bunch of blonde women I'd okay. imagine cheering and I'd imagine it's their wives. So I I think they're able to go, but I don't I don't think anyone else was. So that's kind of a conspiracy theory that hey, like maybe they want to win at home because they're in Canada when they're on the road and they want to actually celebrate with everybody, like the yeah. fans and their entire families at home. And I, I think that is a legitimate thought in any year that you want to clinch a championship at home if you have the opportunity to. And I understand maybe that mindset where it's like, oh, the I don't like that mindset. Didn't, but I don't like well, that mindset. You're, it's just total disrespect. No. Oh, to I, the I I totally agree from the actual player standpoint. I get it, like why the media would maybe think that, but the their coach, what Cooper, John Cooper, is that his John name? John Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. He came out and said, "Yeah, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna try to win game four and finish it off because you don't want to lose." And then yeah, it's like, "Oh, we're gonna wanna... win game five. And next thing you know, you lose game five, and you're back in Montreal." hoping to close it out there to avoid going back to a game seven. Yeah, and then so. and then blowing it, <laughs> blowing a three nothing lead in a series, just any series, but even the Stanley right. Cup. In theory, it works great in practice. I don't think it does. The the Tampa mayor came out and said that <laughs> she wanted them to I lose game that. four yeah. so they could clinch at home in game five. And I, I totally get that, um, you know, that mindset just because you want to be there. You First of all, if you want to be in a packed house because you weren't having that in Montreal, you want to have all those fans there. You want to have all the family. And, uh, of course, it's fun to be able to skate around and hold up the Stanley Cup in front of your home crowd rather than a bunch of away team fans you're like ah this is cool but we'd rather it be our team that's i think it's kind of cool when a when a team wins on the road would you have stayed in game seven in 2019 for the cup if i were there yeah see i don't know it's because the way they lost was bad they lost (laughs) four four nothing or four to one sorry i know i keep forgetting that they did score late yeah (laughs) that they were down yeah, four nothing. So if it were like I don't know a three to two game, maybe I would have stayed because they were in it until the very last second. But four four nothing with a few minutes left to go. It's like I almost feel I like it's been... the other way around. I feel like at that point you're just like you're you've accepted it as opposed to like in the final seconds. True. I mean, see the thing is, if I I remember that night, I just straight up turn off the TV. But if yeah. I were there. I don't know. You get to see it's a once in a, a, a lifetime you, opportunity, yeah, once in a lifetime thing where a team winning the Stanley Cup, skating around, even if it's not your own team, maybe it is kind of cool. It is or, a cool. No, it is cool. It just sucks as your own team losing. No, I, I, I totally get that. And so there, maybe I would have stayed in person, but I mean, so, at home watching TV, like no, I'm just turning <laughs> it off. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's much easier to want to continue watching it when you either don't care about the team that won or you do care no, uh, I, but you, I, when, you, when you do care that like a team that you hate like when the capitals won i turned it off before it even went final let alone watching Ovi and company skate around I, I i love stealing cup celebrations i mean unless if it's a team i hate or if, if my team lost <laughs> but yeah so i'm, that, for I'm the trying most part, to I remember enjoyed. when was the last time a cup was actually clinched on home ice was it so in 2015, oh, it, was 20, it was in Tampa. I, 2015 Blackhawks, I'm pretty sure, is the last Yeah, time. well, that's 
Okay, Chicago did host Game Six. Yeah, and and then the Kings was, won in Game Five at home with the Alec yeah, Martinez. Yeah, the year goal. before, so back to back years. So I guess I was I was thinking that it went seven for whatever reason, and that the Blackhawks clinched it in Tampa. Uh, but no, they, they did clinch they, it that at was home in Chicago. Six. So. Yeah. Okay, and that was the only time they did because they won it in Philly and Boston their first yeah. two times. Penguins won back to back on the road in San Jose and Nashville. So and they, and they won in Detroit. <laughs> yep, they won in Detroit in two thousand eight. They also yeah. lost at home to the in same team uh, yeah. the year before. There hasn't been. They, well, they were saying um, in twenty sixteen when they had a chance to beat the Sharks at home in Game Five. There hasn't been a championship clinched in Pittsburgh by a Pittsburgh team since Bill Mazeroski's walk off in nineteen sixty. Wow, it's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, it is interesting to me how that just continues to be a trend at this point. But I'm expecting it in a few hours that trend is gonna end with the the lightning pulling it out. So, I would also imagine that as well. But if that's not the case, then I'm gonna get I'm gonna start getting worried a little bit if if they don't win this game. Yeah, I. Uh... You know, it's so tough for me with this series just because, like, I don't want Montreal to win, but I also don't want Tampa to win. But at the same time, they're back-to-back wins. Uh, it's like, all right, they're a really good team, I, I but feel it's not the, the same as what the Penguins did a few I, I years ago. I feel the exact same way where I'm, it's it's more anti-Montreal than pro-Tampa pro for me. Yeah. Like, I'm, not, I'm not really rooting for Tampa. Like, they're way too good. And, yeah, the, the salary cap thing is sketchy. And, and yeah, it, so, but... Yeah, like I got to root for them. I have no choice. Yeah, I know it's unfortunate sometimes. Um, do you think that the the Lightning would end up pulling off a three peat in a normal year with a normal schedule? Yeah, probably. If as long as their core stays together, or the for the most part. I mean, they have. I think Blake Coleman's a free agent, but I don't. I don't know who else on their team. I don't think any of their core players are. I don't. I don't think they have to worry about losing any of them. I'd really like to see what happens, though, because whenever they had the normal schedule, they were just playoff failure after playoff failure. That if, oh, if they yeah. go back, like, can you imagine if next year happens and they get swept out of the first round again, like they did that against Columbus? That was absurd. They were it's like two championships actually are being like asterisks after that. Because to me, the last year's bubble championship counts because they're back in it, about to win it this year. But now all of a sudden, if they go back to normal and things aren't working well. That that was absurd that they were that good two years ago and they just get they didn't even win a playoff game. Yeah. Year. Yeah. So looking at their contract situations, like they have Kucherov, Stamkos, they're both uh, locked up. They, they're both locked up. Uh, Braden Point is has one year left. Pilat has one year left. Yeah. So so a lot of these guys like they're they're definitely locked up. And Hedman, he's locked up for four more years. Vasilevsky. Has another gazillion years left on his deal, so yeah, they, they still have the same core guys for a while. So I, I don't, I I could totally see a three feet. Are they gonna me. have to trade guys to make the contract? Yeah, probably. The salary yeah. cap work though. I would, that, I, I would imagine that phantom injuries. Or yeah, like some again. some of their. I'd imagine they'll just let let go of some of their players. They have a they have plenty of unrestricted and restricted free agents uh, this upcoming off season, but they're also guys that aren't. Like in their first two lines, they're definitely uh, lower pairing guys. So yeah, like they would have to either yeah let guys go or maybe even trade one of their core pieces. Yeah, I guess that's uh, topics to have when this thing wraps up and we start looking ahead to next year. But yeah, there's certainly reason to believe that the Lightning will be 
good for a while. So let's uh let's move on and let's uh let's talk some soccer. Italy in the finals. You excited? I mean not not exactly, but the fact that <laughs> that they were my quote unquote my pick and they're in the final, that's that's pretty cool. Well yeah. you you also said you were just straight up rooting for them to win, not necessarily yeah, I, picking them to win. Yeah, that that's really mostly it. Like it's kind of like for the Suns Bucks. Like, yeah, I'm picking the Suns, but it's not really a basketball analysis. It's really just like, hey, I'm on the bandwagon, and they are my team this year. So, uh, so it's kind of like that, where it's it's just straight up bandwagon or or just rooting interests rather than actually thinking they're gonna win. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, they're uh they've been playing really well. Federico Chiesa, that guy or Chiesa, he's been he's been awesome. He's uh, certainly been their best player. He scored the their one goal against Spain in that game where they went up winning in, on PKs. So on the flip side, England in London at Wembley Stadium. That's uh, that's a tough matchup, and it feels like English soccer is close to a letdown. Like what bigger letdown than losing the Euro final at home? But at the same time, they they keep pulling off wins. Like they they beat Germany, they blew out Ukraine, and then they beat Denmark, who was looking like a team of destiny. When they beat Czech Republic, I was like, all right, if they beat Czech Republic, they're not going to lose to anybody at this point. And then they go out and they end up losing an extra time today. Did you see the uh, Harry Kane extra time winner? I did not see it. No, a hundred fourth minute penalty kick. He missed the penalty kick, but then scored on the rebound from even closer. <laughs> wow, that's. Yeah. That's kind of lame to be honest. Yeah, I know. That was uh that was the win for them. I, I mean, uh, how far how far are the how far back are the defenders on on a play like that or just any player? I mean, they're behind. That's they're far enough back that Did the ball like just go straight back to Kane? Yeah, more or less. Or? I mean, that's that's kind of what happened. He was able to, you know, quickly recover it. Like the goalie stopped it, but he didn't actually save it. He just kind of you know, he batted it away. Right, and so. then he had no chance in the rebound. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Sucks. So that's I know, and that that's how uh, Denmark's run ends. So I don't know. I'm uh I'm excited for this final actually, just because like you know you've been talking about Italy this whole time, and I like the idea of you nailing that pick and kind of forcing us to talk more about soccer. I mean, our, our I mean, international I... audience would love that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. And at the but. same time, I, I like the idea of of uh, England being on the doorstep and just failing miserably. Because oh, that that'd be that'd be my biggest rooting interest then. Yeah, just just to see to see. Well, like uh, there's this whole the thing always about it's coming home, and I I don't understand why. Like, what is coming home? Like they always say that about the World Cup, and I guess the Euro. I don't even know if that's a thing that they've been saying about the Euro or if it's how just far do they even advance. Them in the world cup they made like, like the, historic, historically recent history they've only won they haven't won it since like 1960 because i obviously like that. They, i think in 2018 they lost in the quarterfinals maybe the semifinals because so. I, I obviously don't pay too much attention to soccer but i do remember some world cup stuff and i can't recall them even being in contention yeah they they came last, in fourth last, place in russia 2018 I, I, so they lost remember, in the semifinals I remember it was France, Germany, Italy, or oh, Spain and Italy. I remember those like the yeah. last four winners, but like, I don't recall Brazil them in being, 02, I, France. Yeah, in I don't. I don't recall them even being 
in the final or semifinal or anything like that? No, la- they were in the semifinal three years ago, so they okay. did they did come close. But yeah, it's I don't know. It is kind of obnoxious with them, uh, admittedly. I, I I don't really have a whole lot against England. I just I don't like them. I guess the the only reason why we'd have any kind of uh, animosity. which wouldn't even make sense as they played the u.s in 2018 in the group stage or not 2018 in 2010 in the group stage they wound up drawing though it's not like england won and knocked the u.s out so but yeah i mean i don't i don't really have anything against them i don't know i i just would like to see them lose at home that would be i think think it'd be funny i I think it'd be really funny to see that happen um yeah i mean i guess i kind of mentioned it czech republic was was a tough loss for me, I definitely watched that. I actually, my whole family did end up watching it together because I talked about it on the podcast. They're like, "All right, I guess we have to watch it now." Uh, so that that was fun, but you know, it it was not a fun game because they is that gave the up most and... soccer you watched uh, like this entire tournament? Yeah, I've two. Like how much? Into... Did, how much of it did you watch from? Like, it was. I... It's the first game I've watched all ninety minutes. I've tuned in to so games So you actually before. did watch all 90 yeah, minutes? Yeah, all 90 minutes. Yeah, wow. I actually I, I did cou- watch I couldn't do that for thing. any game. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, it's like, fun how much to watch soccer really, when I actually How much can. are you really watching 90 minutes? Like, glue to the TV, or do you have, like, your phone out for, for like, 80 I of those might minutes? have had my phone out a little, but I was, I was fairly glued to the TV. I mean, I probably got up to get a beer every now and then. But, yeah, I was, I was definitely into it and that's one thing where it's like i'm willing to admit in recent years or not even in recent years i still remember it in 2010 just on a it was a middle of the afternoon in june it was summer vacation i wasn't even a huge soccer fan but i was so into that u.s victory over algeria when landon donovan scored in like the 90th minute i don't think it was i don't think it was algeria but I know I remember I know exactly what you're talking about though the Donovan goal I, yeah. I'll admit that I will admit that play I was into it I mean I didn't watch that entire game but I did watch that I was watching it uh, I think live, I watched not, that live on game. TV as it happened like not in the highlights on sports or anything I was yeah. actually watching it I've always been into soccer if I really care about who's playing. And for me, it's it's pretty much only when it's U.S. soccer, whether it's men or women. But I was able to get into Czech Republic. I, I convinced myself that Czech Republic winning Euro 2020 would be amazing for me. So I was I was able to get into that. I was definitely disappointed when they uh, they ended up losing to Denmark. Was it Algeria? It was. It was. It was against Algeria. I was gonna say. I. I was. Yeah, you're I was right. convinced it was Algeria. Okay. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. I guess that's. Uh. You know. We'll. We'll probably talk a little more soccer. I don't know when we're gonna have another episode. It might be a little stale at that point. But I think we're both going with Italy in the final. Do you have a score yeah. prediction? Um. One to one, and and then penalty kicks. Penalty kicks, and, fi- okay. and the penalty kicks will be five to four. One, one dude on England will blow it. My, uh, I was just gonna say Italy two to one in extra time, but that would that would be fun uh, if <laughs> it does come down to penalty kicks. Someone just clanks it off the crossbar or something. Yeah, that that's what I'm going with. Some, Harry some Kane guy. actually gets saved, but it's penalty kicks, so he can't turn around and score. Yeah, that's what I'll go with. Okay. So yeah, that's uh that's our our soccer for this episode. Let's uh let's move on. You ready to talk about the goat? Um, Tom Brady. Yeah, sure. <laughs> now Joey Chestnut wins 
the hot dog eating contest for the 14th time in the last 15 years. Did you watch it? No, but I did. Uh, I did hear about it and I watched yeah, I just, watch replays of it. So I didn't. No, I did not watch it as it was happening. No, I watched I six and a half of the ten minutes with uh, the rest of it just being See, the thing is, a dead the thing feed. Is, even from if ESPN. I had the op, even if I had the opportunity to watch it, I, I don't know how. I mean, it it just looks gross <laughs> watching. It is, yeah. Oh, it, it definitely dogs. is. It was a really bad broadcast. I don't understand how ESPN I, lost the feed multiple times like that, especially I did at hear the about end. That. Yeah, so we we essentially missed Joey break the record. It just cut on, and it's like, oh, there you go. He's he's close, and then oh, it goes out again. It comes back, ah, and I, I think it came back as he was eating seventy five and seventy six. So we did get to see it in the end, which is cool. It, it is incredible how he continues to break his world ec- record every year. Like he keeps getting better and better every year. He's thirty seven years old now. It's uh, it's insane to me. But that, that can't that can't be good for you to to win to. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of glory, I'd imagine. And probably money as well in it. There's I'm, a ton know. of glory, but it can't I mean, be. He's, he's it in can't the goat be great. conversation. It can't for be, eating hot dogs. It, it can't be great long long term wise in terms of health. Well, he's <laughs> he's healthy. I mean, he, he probably seems like he's in I good mean, shape. I'm, I'm sure he's aware of the risks of eating that uh, many hot dogs. Uh, yeah. They did say, and, and just being and just being a professional uh, what, co- eating eater. Co- eater is that what you call it? Yeah, ma- well, major league eater. It's called yeah. major league eating. I am curious how many people are like devoted MLE fans. Like, it's like you know, like the the people who like only watch the Super Bowl or only watch the NBA Finals or whatever. Like, that's what the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is. Like us, we only tune in for the 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 big event on July Fourth. But there's a lot of competitions. Like, he's a world record holder for other things besides just eating hot dogs. So it's, it's he's been doing this for a long time, and he's still standing and. Seems like he's still able to, you know, breathe okay and move around. And all these guys and girls are in good shape, too. I've listened to interviews of competitive eaters, and they've obviously been asked about Joey Chestnut and and, and all his success. And and people have said that the reason, one of the reasons why he's so good at these contests is because he gets to train just nonstop just just this like he doesn't have to work oh like he yeah he has enough he's just money devoted to, to competitive eating he doesn't, he doesn't have, have a to second devote job. any time to anything else while yeah uh, while other people they have other obligations as well as eating that actually makes sense yeah i guess when you win the mustard belt that many times <laughs> all you all you do at that point is eat food for a living which that sounds like a great way to make a living so I uh, I used to be anti Joey Chestnut. I guess I'm always someone who likes to see different teams win and different people win. Like there are a lot of teams and players in individual sports that I've hated over the years that I didn't even care about because they win every year. So for me, Joey Chestnut was just another in that long list. But I think in recent years, he's certainly grown on me to the point where it's like, all right it's fun to see him just compete with himself. I've accepted nobody's going to stop him. And the second place guy, Jordan the guy who Esper, finished, yeah, the guy 51 who hot second, dogs. He had 51 and he got his ass kicked. Yeah. And like at that point, you're just competing for second place. I hope he wins something. Like I hope these people aren't just going there like, all right, I'm just going to stuff my face with a ton of hot dogs for no reason because that's essentially what everybody who's competing is doing. I guess, you know, they might have their own endorsement deals or brand following or whatever, but it is... uh. 
it seems like a lost cause at that point where like they're openly saying, yeah, maybe he'll get disqualified somehow, which I I don't think that's a, a risk at this point, given that he can continue to smash his own record, continue to throw down all these uh, glizzies, if you will, and not have any issues with like throwing up or whatever. It says the prize money for the the winners first place gets ten grand, second gets That's five it? grand. Th- yeah, apparently I would have guessed more too. I, I didn't. Wow. I didn't think it'd be that low. A lot of them do. Like they have other records. Like one guy, he was like the world's greatest kale eater, <laughs> which is like the opposite of a hot dog. <laughs> I don't know how oh, many wow. people get into uh, the competition for. Is that uh, even something you can brag about? I'm the, I'm the world's best kale I, eater. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't brag about that, but at the same time, is you can say the same thing about hot dogs. So. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I'm certainly impressed with, with his ability to do that. I admit it's gross watching it, but I feel like I'm missing out if I don't tune into it. So I always go out of my way to, I I've tuned into it in the past. I just didn't this time. I mean, I've seen it enough times, especially since we already know who's going to win every time. Yeah. 76. That's, that's impressive. It is. I know. And that exactly. That's it. You're not, you're not watching see if to someone see can wins, beat Joey Chestnut. You're, you're seeing if Joey Chestnut can beat himself. Yeah. I know. And I'm, I'm curious when he's going to stop because it feels like he shouldn't have a ton of incentive. But at the same time, as soon as he stops doing it, like, yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see somebody else have a chance to win. But I think it's going to lose a lot of the novelty when it's no longer Joey Chestnut breaking wanna, world records. No one can I, even come I, close to him. I want to see that retirement press conference oh what are you gonna do in retirement joey uh eat eat food <laughs> yeah eat just normal <laughs> just food eat. like yeah yeah not eat like a normal to, person right i know i'm uh i don't know i don't want to think about that because it, it feels like he can keep going for a long time and you know at one point is he gonna get a hundred i guess he's only going from 70 to 75 76 he barely broke the record so i don't know how if that'll ever happen, but I think once he gets to eighty, does he keep going there? Does he try to get to ninety? Like even just eighty one? So I'm uh I'm very happy to be able to, you know, be alive at the same time as Joey Chestnut, be able to witness history every year on July fourth. That sounds nice. <laughs> All right. Uh I guess that's enough hot dog eating contest. Let's uh let's talk about the the other goat, the golf's oldest all time player to win a major. I, I knew you weren't going to say Tom Brady. I knew you were going to say <laughs> Phil Mickelson. I, who, yeah, M- Phil or Aaron Rodgers. Who I teamed up with? That. I don't want to say Aaron Rodgers ago. Teamed up with Tom Brady. <laughs> took on Aaron Rodgers and your guy Bryson DeChambeau, and they Bryson and Aaron Rodgers pulled out the victory in the match four. Yeah, on Tuesday. They were the favorites but i was actually kind of surprised just given that brady and phil they're in they're in good places where brady's coming off a super bowl win phil's coming off a pga championship win and both of them are buds and certainly get along and they're out for redemption and then bryson and aaron Rodgers they've been in the news for not great things lately and they seem like in terms of personality they don't i didn't think they would mesh as well as they did but it actually their teamwork ended up working out and Aaron Rodgers for a football player he's he's a good golfer 
Yeah, I was surprised by that. I I thought Brady and Phil were gonna win as well. I thought the like the odds were way too much in Bryson and Aaron's favor. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't really care. I, I didn't necessarily want either side to win. Uh, did you watch it? I'll admit, not not really. Like I, I paid way more attention to the Bucks Suns game, and then. I mean, I mean, the match, it lasted five and a half hours. Like, who the hell wants to watch that for five and a half hours? Why was, like, a fake celebrity golf match going head-to-head with game one of the NBA Finals? I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah, that's understand on a the scheduling process. Yeah, a on a Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon, like, Tuesday night. I, I don't get that because you had the long 4th of July weekend. You could have just had it on July 5th, right? Yeah, I mean, Or maybe know, even, maybe, like, the next week. Well, the thing is... Bryson and With Phil, the they have the open championship. They do. And, uh, but yeah, the fifth would have made sense. No, and I know they had a tournament in Detroit this weekend, which Phil didn't even make the cut. He just kind no, of jumped No, Phil made the cut. Bryson didn't make the cut. I thought Phil missed the cut because he was complaining oh, about Detroit. Oh, maybe maybe Phil missed Bryson it. Bryson did miss the cut. I know Bryson too, so missed yeah, it. They, they could have played on Monday. Uh, obviously, at that point, is already scheduled. But No, you... Phil did make the cut. He just finished like 74th. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they. Uh, I guess if that's the case, why not do it in August? Because the, you have the Open Championship coming up in a few weeks in July. Uh, it's a week you have and the Ryder Cup in September. So yeah. th- there's well, the nothing fo- in August. <laughs> I mean, Brady and Rogers, they play football and they have training oh, camp. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Well, does <laughs> Rogers have training camp? Because oh, I feel like true. the biggest story to come out of this is Rogers being noncommittal about playing for the Packers and noncommittal about playing at all this season. Awkwardly asking him, so Roger, Aaron, you gonna you gonna play this year or? And then know. Brady, we'll see. And then Brady taking shots at him, like, oh, well, he's the leader of the Packers, I think. It, it's <laughs> well, definitely they... gotten corny with the the, the trash, the quote unquote yeah. trash talk. I mean, I enjoyed the match when it was Tiger uh, and Peyton versus versus uh, Phil and, and Brady. I enjoyed that, just given that it was those four. Uh, all legends in their sport and it was during the the pandemic yeah there was the, no other the, the beginning of the pandemic when there was literally nothing on it wasn't so. competing against anything like, actually it might have, no it, it was gonna say the indy 500 but that that got postponed it, it was literally itself. it was literally just nascar and and yeah the match because I, I think it was in may and yeah of last year and so i i was desperate for any sort of entertainment and i was all for it so i enjoyed that but i think I don't know. It, it's it's kind of gotten old as well. Like I, I, I get it. It's I two agree on with two. That. Yeah. They got to mix it up with some. I sort thought of it was really cool when it was Tiger Phil the first time, just going head to head with each other. But I don't know. It's kind of lost its appeal to me at this point. And we've already seen Phil a million times. He's been in the match every single time. Like I like yeah. Phil. I, he's he's cool. He's funny. And uh, weren't they gonna do one where it was like? Phil and Charles Barkley against Steph it was, Curry. It was Phil, and... Yeah, they did. It was Phil and Charles versus. They did do Peyton. it. Yeah, it was. It was Phil and Charles Barkley versus Peyton and Steph Curry, and Phil and uh, Barkley won. Oh, I don't remember that happening. Yeah. So I mean, I've, when the other, was that? The other ones they got more publicity, but yeah. was that last year? Yeah, that was last year. So we're already on four now. Yeah. So or the first of, match was just straight I... up Tiger and Phil, but and that then, was. November 2018. Yeah, so they just didn't. Have I, one I, at Googled, all in I googled it. I'm like, where where have them been four matches? And apparently, the first one was Tiger versus Phil. Yeah. The second one was Tiger, Phil, Peyton, Brady, 
See, I was thinking was, they must have done one in 2019. I didn't realize that they had like a full year and a half. I, I had to Google this because I was confused, <laughs> just as confused as you were about like when, when have there been four matches? I've seen three of them. I don't remember a fourth one. Apparently, the very first one was Tiger versus Phil. And I think it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was the day when after it, Thanksgiving. Yeah, and there was like pay, it was pay per view. I'm like, I'm not paying. Well, it was pay per view, but I think they messed up the pay per view so everyone could watch it for free by the end of it. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, because I remember watching the end. I think it went to a playoff or something. Uh, I remember watching that with my dad, and we were just he was just like, yeah, no, I didn't have to pay for it. They just gave it to everyone for free because <laughs> they messed up the pay per view. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, and like that, that was entertaining being able to see those two guys go head to head. And it's fun, I guess, when you bring in non golfers, you bring in like, you know, some like legendary household names like they have. But I guess the timing, I would have liked it better. And I guess you're right. Maybe August yeah, it, wouldn't have worked with football the, players, no, but no, it doesn't have to be this, Brady this and last, Rogers. This last one was not that great. I, I, I tuned into it a little bit, of course. Yeah, Just for naturally being fans of a couple guys, I tuned in golf, for I, I turned it on at eight ten, thinking that it was almost over because in my head it was starting at like three four o'clock. So I was like, okay, I'll watch the last few rounds and it then started at start five. The finals. But then it didn't even start till five thirty. Yeah, it started at five thirty and it went till eleven o'clock, and the, the game like I was it was going I, head to head with I, NBA I was finals. out I was out by then once the once the Suns Bucks game was on I was. I was not. Too, yeah, when I turned it in. on and they were only on the eighth hole, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So this yeah. is gonna go all night, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not watching this. This just isn't yeah, worth it, it." It was way too long, and I, I, the golf course was nice. It was the yeah, scenery it was. Of, yeah, of that course was amazing. Yeah, uh, but no, nah, that it took way too long, and it the the product of the match, like it, I don't know, the idea of it, I feel like it's just kind of stale. Now. If it was on Monday afternoon, I think they would have. Like everybody would have been all in on it. I think it would have been a much bigger deal. So you think it's more about the timing? Rather I think than... the timing is part of it. Yeah, like going up against other sports like that, not just other sports, going up against the NBA Finals. It just, Game it one of them, the NBA Finals. It yeah. set them back. Yeah, and like on the one hand, I'm like, okay, well they scheduled it two months ago. They didn't know it would be Game One of the NBA Finals, but at the same time, why Tuesday, July sixth? Why is that? the ideal time for this. And I guess you bring up the point with the training camp stuff with football, but they, if that's the case, just get two guys who aren't NFL quarterbacks, get two get, basketball get, get players. players. Or, yeah. Right. Like get someone I, else, I, mix it up a little. I also think, so I've talked about in the past before that I can definitely tune into golf because they won't just show one grouping. They'll, they'll turn to other groups and they'll show other players hitting their putt or their drive. But when it's just one group, two on two, uh, five and a half hours at least, I I can't I can't I can't do that. I don't care who's playing. Like that's it's that's not like that, that five can't, and a half hours for a round. That's yeah, that's just so long. I I feel like they gotta I don't know maybe have multiple groups. I don't know something. They gotta they gotta they gotta come up with another day. If they keep doing this, they can't just bring out you know phil and brady versus another random two guys and and play for six hours it just it, i don't know i saw a suggestion that they only do the back nine live and the front nine they just show highlights before coming on i don't know maybe you can mix the teams where so it was bryson and rogers versus phil and brady i don't know maybe mix it up every six holes or something where Different twosomes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. At one point you have Brady Rogers against I'm, I'm Phil and Bryson. I'm obviously just thinking out loud, but 
what that past match was just it was not was it a little entertaining I guess but it wasn't I don't know it, the timing of it was definitely by, was by far the worst part of about it though. Do you want Kepka versus Bryson in a match? Yeah, that that's a great idea too. Yeah, have have it be Brooks versus Bryson with couple other guys although it might be super awkward at that yeah point. i don't i don't love the idea of it i've i think i liked it it sounded at great first. at first yeah and right once it you brought sounds up, great but then I'm, like, I'm like shit wait maybe it would just be the other two guys just talking to each other and just be super awkward so maybe it wouldn't even it actually wouldn't be great yeah i don't know if golf is like the it most just, entertaining way to have that like i think that part of the the beauty of the brooks and bryson rivalry is the stuff that happens off the course like like with the the caddy thing so bryson fires his caddy or his caddy quits on him like the day before a big tournament and brooks goes out on uh tweets like a pic of him and his caddy saying it's uh his national caddy day like thank you like you know you're the best like that's awesome that's what we need more of yeah, that was super petty of, of Brooks. But like again, it it is kind of It's funny. his brand at this point. He's got to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, that that was definitely bad timing on on Bryson and his caddy on their part to do it right before a tournament. Like that's yeah, definitely right. ideal timing. I know. Well, I heard that his caddy was just upset that he was like instead of paying attention like working on his game, he was like focused on like autographs I, and stuff. I would imagine I would imagine that the caddy, for, so I think his name is Tim Tucker. The caddy for Bryson has to do a little bit extra since Bryson works as hard as he does. That the caddy has to do the same, where he has to put in just as much effort as other caddies. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I guess it, Brooks I mean, isn't the only it one. Happen, a it happens. It happens. A lot with golfers. Oh, it does they, happen. They a break lot up with caddies or they break up with coaches. The but just the fact that it's Bryson. It, it gets more attention and then especially yep. when you add on to the fact that brooks decides to be an asshole and <laughs> and put out that tweet of yeah. uh caddy appreciation day like see the thing is he, he's he's a dick for doing that but at the same time i i like it it's funny and i don't know it, it gets i think more it's people to, it gets more people that. to pay attention like i do yeah. i i like the pettiness it's funny it's, it's good for golf i think it's it's, it's a sport that needs that you know kind of uh, every sport it's it. not even just golf every no, sport oh, every more sport hatred. does yeah and I, it, most sports have that you texted me when when the brooks bryson video came out where bryson's walking behind brooks and he's just like oh jeez this guy yeah. <laughs> where, i i lost my train of thought uh, hearing that bs yeah when that video came out you texted me brooks versus bryson's the best rivalry going and then i thought to myself Damn, it is it is the best rivalry going. Like I can't even think of what the best one is right now, I mean. Yeah, well cuz I think in a lot of sports like that, you know, golf, tennis, um or even like, you know, your track and field, your swimming whatever, it's like they're all competing individually and yeah, maybe there are some guys or girls that you're going to naturally develop a hatred for, but overall, you're like rooting for everybody. It's all like a positive atmosphere. You don't want to see people fail. So I think in in this case, just the fact that golf does have that kind of rivalry where like there are people that are actively rooting for one side or the other and not just rooting for one side, but also rooting against the other side. I think that just adds a nice layer of, uh, you know, refreshment to it, because that's something that you always see in team sports. You don't see it as much in the individual play. I agree. So speaking of individual play, there's going to be a a big event in a couple of weeks that's going to have a lot of that. That's the Olympics. Olympics 2020, 
finally happening, maybe. All right, I guess, are you excited about the Olympics in Japan later this month? Uh, no, I, I told you this weeks ago where if you're a sports fan, you're not a fan of the Olympics. Well, and then vice versa. If you don't like sports, you're a fan of the Olympics. That's just the way it works with people. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I'm, I'm having I tune very into a, little reason to be excited about it. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll probably I'll, I'll watch tune, some of it. Yeah. I'll, I'll tune into some of the events, especially track and field, but I mean, I'm not going to be i don't know like I'll, i know obviously root for people from the u.s but like i'm not gonna be super into it really to be honest like i, I don't really care that much about it quite frankly yeah i mean I've, I've always watched because i feel like i should watch but reality is whether it's the winter or the summer olympics there are very few events that i like really get into and really care and it's more than just background noise um I am questioning, though, whether the Olympics are going to happen. And I've had that question for a long time. And it seems like they've been very much like, yeah, we're going to move forward with it. But Japan's kind of struggling with the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, they don't I, have uh, a lot of vaccines. And they, they just declared a state of emergency when I, it's supposed I, to happen in two weeks. I saw that a couple hours ago. I'm, I mean, yeah, if you asked me if there was going to be an Olympics uh, in the er- earlier this year, I would have said I would have guessed no. And then as time has gone on and seeing the world is trending towards towards getting back to normal, I would have said yes, that there would be an Olympics. And I, I obviously still think that now, but after seeing this news of, yeah, they're in a state of emergency and th- their their COVID situation is not great there, I, I'd imagine it'll happen, but how long will it take for someone to test positive? Like not just athletes, but uh, family members of athletes and then... How 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 badly does it spread, and will it cancel the games? Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not feeling. That's another part about it. I'm not feeling great about as well. It's not going to be a fun Olympics because of that. And then, yeah. the so I I looked it up today, and Japan has improved with their vaccinate vaccination efforts, but only 15 percent of the country is fully vaccinated. 26 percent of at least one dose. So, and this is not, not like great. the. This is not like the NBA and NHL bubbles where it's it's just the players and coaches and it's only a certain amount of teams. Like this is all these countries, everyone all, flying all, in, all from these family members the of of these athletes coming coming all together. That does, that sounds sounds like a disaster, potentially. Yeah, I mean i I would hope that there uh, there's there's a lot of caution that's going into it, but it is certainly looking like, yeah, maybe this isn't going to work out as well as some people hope it will. Um, if it does get canceled, I think that you and I are both like, yeah, that's fine. I'm sure yeah, a lot I'm, of people will be upset about it. I'm not going to lose much sleep over that. No. And uh, th- there's certainly been some controversy with the Olympics outside of just the, you know, whether or not it should be happening with uh, Japan and a lot of the residents not welcoming it. And I, I think the big one that's popped up is uh, U.S. sprinter Kerry Richardson testing positive for cannabis, which the World Anti-Doping Agency uh, considers a performance-enhancing drug. She is suspended for a month and was left off the uh, Olympic team entirely. So... What are your thoughts on uh, uh, uh all what are my of thoughts? That? That's what are my thoughts? Like it's bullshit. <laughs> That's what it, my thoughts are. This is stupid. 
it's not a performance enhancing. It's definitely not a performance enhancing. If it were, that is is ridiculous. If it were a performance enhancing uh, substance, Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg would be the best athletes in the world. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it is. It's ridiculous. Like, I, I don't even understand the logic behind that. Why it's treated that way. I think it's dumb that the you know the the WADA the IOC whoever continues to test spot there to test for this and have it banned like that but at the same time when you know that it's banned i guess it's hard for me to have like a whole lot of like empathy and be like yeah i mean like okay so don't do it like i was the same way with nfl players when they were constantly testing it's like do you want to be a millionaire athlete who uh, you know, plays football for a living, or do you want to go ahead and just smoke weed and put that all in jeopardy? Yeah, and it's, there, it's there's tough a, for there's me a to, pa- yeah, there's a part of me balance. that like, there's a part of me that doesn't feel bad for Josh Gordon for that stuff, right? Yeah, and like I mean, a, lot like, of, okay, I, a lot I'm, of athletes like that. I've I have always been a believer in second chances, whether it's athletes or just normal people. But Josh Gordon had like what seventeen. <laughs> yeah different chances exactly and like there there are a lot of players who were like that where it's like across different sports who they they continue to blow these opportunities now i don't think that it's something that should continue to cost people athletic careers i think it's something that should be legalized more in this country and throughout the world and yes the u.s is very much uh, ahead of the game when it comes to that uh particularly oregon which i think is where Shakari Richardson was, which is a legal state, but not like the entire world. It, they view it differently. Like in Japan, I it's like super illegal, which is where this is being held, and that's where you kind of run into the the issue where it's not just the U.S. making this decision; it's like the whole world that's doing it. And I don't know; it's it's a tough one for so me the, because so- I feel bad that she's kind of in this situation and that it, it's not legal. But at the same time, it's hard for me to completely feel bad knowing, no, I, and like I, she knows, it's, like it's she's gonna be tested for it. And I, it sounds like the testing is like really easy to pass. Like basically, as long as you don't smoke like that day or the day before, you would be okay. So yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. I I I stand by that it's BS that she's not even. She can't even compete in the Olympics, but there is a there's a part of me that also thinks that all right, like how hard is it to not just do this and follow the rules and and then you get to compete? So it's like just kind of I mean it's apples and oranges, but it it's kind of like with Josh Gordon where it's like I I kind of feel bad for him, but at the same time it's like like how, <laughs> like stop smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I know, and it's just like a one-time thing, and then like then you hear about like oh her mother passed away, and it was like a coping mechanism, and it's like ah right, well now I feel even worse for having these thoughts, but at the same time, it's not like she's the first ever Olympian who has dealt with something while also trying to compete for a spot in the Olympics, and like yeah, I know that marijuana is a a great form of coping mechanism i i don't want to sit here and try to play doctor and you know prescribe other things but again it's just like all you You have to do is not smoke for a month you get to go compete in the olympics chance to win medals like she's someone who very much could have won multiple gold medals in these races she's like one of the fastest women in the world fastest in the u.s and then you make millions of dollars off endorsements and everything like to me it seems worth it to kind of yeah, not it, do it, that. Yeah, it, it seems worth it to not do that stuff if that's the reward is multiple gold medals and uh, 
making millions of dollars off of yeah, it. Yeah, that being that's said, the, that's I, the reward. I don't understand why she's not competing in the relay because her suspension would have ended, I believe, on July 29th, I think was the date I saw. Um, and the relay wasn't until August 5th. So she would have missed the 100 meter, but she still could have competed in the relay. But she's left off the team entirely. Maybe, that I don't maybe understand. Whoever, whoever's decision it is to, to, you know, to set up the relay team, maybe that same person agreed with the decision to suspend her. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, but I, at that point, it's like okay, like they're just vilifying her over weed. Uh, I, I, I don't want to sit here and spout conspiracy theories, but I, I have heard some people who think that maybe this is like a cover up for something worse. I. I don't want to subscribe to that, but at the same time, maybe that's why she just completely being held out of the Olympics. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough because when you have like an athlete who is that caliber, you want to see her compete. You want her to win medals for the U S and I don't, I don't understand this logic that the U S is intentionally sabotaging their chances by not letting her compete. Like, I don't know why we would want to do that. We would just like not want to pick up a couple medals, whether it's gold or, you know, silver or whatever. When you, when you say that in, in terms of the conspiracy theory, that it's a cover up for actual PEDs, you're, you're saying something. Yeah. Something like that. Like it's something worse like that, which like, I don't, I, I that, think a I lot know, of people that, would have to be in it. Cause it's not just the U S it's like the, you know, the, the whole Olympics, like there's a lot more people involved. So that's why I don't think that it's true. Uh, that's the only potential logical explanation I could come up with for why she wouldn't be able to compete at all. Um, yeah, I understand that never the suspension. That never crossed days, my mind, but, but it makes some sense. Yeah. I, I guess the, the hope at that point would be, okay, you kind of delay her career a little, but then she'd be able to compete in like world championships and future Olympics and that's fine. But yeah, I don't know. That's, it's a tough situation, but again, it just goes back to like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be like over the top with it, but at the same time, it's like when they have these rules in place, it feels like it's easy to, to avoid something. You don't like want this. to be a Karen. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. And it's like, it, it feels like that's such like a, a terrible take to have, but at the same time, I just, I can't help if, you know, have as yeah. little empathy as possible no, I, without I thinking I mean, that it's still a ridiculous rule and that like, it shouldn't have come to that. But like the fact that it does, you know, that is in place. Like 80, 90% of me feels that it's, it's so stupid, but there is a small percentage of me that's, that does agree with you where it's like, all right, like, I mean, how hard is it to just follow this rule for this amount of time to compete in something amazing as the Olympics for, yeah. Do you think the um, U.S. men's basketball team is going to get revenge from the uh, World Cup failures a couple years ago? I mean, I'd imagine with with their roster, with just given how loaded the U.S. roster usually is. Yeah, it's. I think it's better than what we threw out there a couple years ago, but... I, yeah, because it's basically the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. And I don't think it's as good as the teams in like 2008 and 2012 and even 2016 that won gold medals. But at the same time, I like that because it's almost hard to root for in the U.S. men's basketball team, at least for me, when they're dominating every single game and there's like no chance of it even being close. So... 
Um, I would certainly find it more entertaining if uh, other teams are able to kind of put up a fight, but the U.S. ends up pulling out gold. It feels more of like an accomplishment as opposed to just some dream team just, you know, wiping the floor with everybody. I, I'm, I'll admit, I, I usually root for, even if they're loaded, I usually do root for the U.S. Like, just, especially I mean, that makes sense. Like, it's the U.S., but... And Tatum is on the team as well. So. Yeah, no, this team they're, they're going to be much easier to root for. I'm, I'm certainly going to be rooting for for the U.S. like without any kind of hesitation or pause or whatever. Um, another, yeah. another thing that to mention. So there's there's also golf uh, for the Olympics. Yep, this year. there is golf for the Olympics. So, so there are two guys that I'm specifically rooting for. One is uh, Sung J M, and the other is Siwoo Kim, and is because. If they don't get a medal, if they don't place third or higher and get a medal, they have to. <laughs> they have a military obligation uh, for two years. Yeah, in South abs- Korea, which I think yep. is absurd. So, if yep. I, so I'm absolutely rooting for those two guys to get a medal, uh, even if it means uh, other golfers that I like may, might might like more than them uh, have to have to finish lower than that. So I don't care. I think it's <laughs> absurd that they have to have that obligation if they don't get a medal so yeah i I did see that um they they had a a similar scenario play out on the tv show dave where they went to south korea for a music video and one of the guys they brought with them was born in south korea so he was kind of their translator and he got arrested because they thought he was avoiding military service so that was like a legitimate thing wow yeah and that's interesting to see it play out now with the olympics so Uh, i love that rom brought up i would agree and i agree if i were in this position i would do the same thing where he said that if if there was a moment where the bronze medal came down to like me and sung jay or siwoo and i would just miss my putt or hit hit a bad drive and then just give the medal, purposely give the medal to him which i yeah. know it looks shady but at the same time it's like i'm helping this guy out right oh yeah i, I mean I, he has I, way more to lose than i do I'm I'm curious how that would play out. Now, obviously, he has to play well, but um, you know, I guess both of them would have to play well in order to be in that position. But if it does come down to it, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe if one of those guys is like, yeah, you know, it's just the Olympics. This is like the eleventh biggest golf tournament of the year for us. I we'll, I don't even we'll know if I would you... even go that high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I they just this is only the second time they're doing it, right? Twenty sixteen was the first Olympics for I golf. I think so. I mean, and not a lot of golf big names were in that in the Olympics. I mean, Justin Rose won, so that's a name, and and Henrik Stenson finished second, and then Ricky sucked. But like, I don't even remember other golfers in that in the Olympics that year. Yeah, I'm, and then uh, this year, I don't even. I mean, I know I'm a few guys who are going, but uh, some guys have John withdrawn Rahm. from it or dropped out because of the COVID situation. Yeah, that makes sense. Wait, so there's 60 people competing? Or at least 60 men competing? And then the women's field is also 60, it looks like? Wow, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, if you said people dropped out, though, then maybe it's less than that. I know Terrell hadn't dropped out because of the COVID situation. So Sungjae Im is ranked 11, and Siwoo Kim is ranked 20th. So in the, the field? In the field. Yeah, yeah the odds that... are kind of against them. But we'll see. 
Bryson, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley, all competing. They're two through five for the U.S. Wow, After that's... John Rahm, who's number one. Wow, that's that's actually that's way more than that's definitely more stacked uh, field for this year than five years ago. So it's just the one thing, and three of them will win medals. Wait, say that again. Like it's just the one event. Then three of them win. Yeah, I, I'd ima- yeah, I'd imagine it's like a four round thing, and yeah, for three medals. Seventy two hole individual stroke play for both men and women scheduled over four consecutive days. Yeah, scores are cumulative from round to round. Men's event July twenty ninth through August first. Women's August fourth through August seventh. All right. Yeah, I guess that's something. So to that's something I'll. Into. That's another thing I'll probably tune into during the Olympics. What, what sport are you most excited about for the Olympics? I mean, I guess track and field just because there's there's so many events. Just it's not, in general, track yeah, and field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> track or field, which one? Or track. Oh, track. Track, yeah. yeah. I mean, high jump is cool, but uh, but yeah, I'll probably be tuned in more into uh, some of the distance events. I mean, because, yeah, it's Usain, someone like Usain Bull, yeah, he's exciting, but it's like, it's 100 meters or 200 Is he meters. still competing? No, but like, I'm using okay, it as an I example. didn't think so. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I mean, it's a 10-second race, and it's done. So, I, I've i always liked swimming, but, yeah, it was, so when I Michael it was more Phelps, than Michael Phelps. When Michael Phelps was in his prime, swimming was definitely the one I was tuning into the most. Yeah, I was the same way. So, it's uh, less appealing to this point. Um, yeah, I guess, like, gymnastics is is fun because the U S have so many women who are awesome, like Simone Biles and company. But I, uh, I don't know if I'll be going out of my way to tune into it. And then, you know, basketball, I'll probably watch, but even then it's like, I'm not like overly excited about it. All of them. You can make a case for tuning into, but I I don't know. I don't think there's one where I'm, I'm purposely going to go out of my way to i gotta make sure i watch this person or this event or or whatever i mean yeah, I always like a lot of them are volleyball. interesting but none of them gravitate my attention yeah. fully I, I don't know yeah i mean to me it's like kind of good background stuff is the yeah. way that i've always looked at it where it's like oh it's on i'll tune in i have nothing else to watch nothing yeah that's kind of how I, that's kind of how i feel about other sports mm-hmm. uh, like especially like baseball because well, usually when the olympics is going on exactly it's like competing against baseball and that's it in yeah. late July, early August. So it's not yeah. like there's there's a whole lot else to to focus on. So I think and then, that and people, and that's people, an advantage. And a lot of people are on vacation traveling mm-hmm. during or going to the beach or whatever during the summer. So it's not really Yep, I definitely I watched a lot of the twenty twelve Olympics when I was at um a summer basketball camp. I watched in uh twenty sixteen. I remember watching it when I was um visiting family in Pennsylvania. But yeah, and I also watched in wait, yeah, 2016. I definitely watched when I was like moving into my apartment in South Carolina, like a week later, because it was it was on. There's nothing really better to do before classes had started. So, but yeah, I I I think we've kind of beaten this end of this point. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably not be spending a whole lot of time talking about the Olympics unless something really big happens. So that's kind of why we're we're getting our stuff in now. But. We'll see if it even happens. You know, if Japan's like, hey, all right, we really got to pull the plug on this. COVID is uh, way too much of an issue right now. Then maybe I, that'll... I, uh... I'm crossing my fingers that that's not what we're talking about. When it's, oh, when I, it's I, I really hope not. But 
yeah, we'll see. Probably have some exciting things to to discuss as uh, you know, medals are won and records are broken, but it's certainly not my uh my favorite thing to talk about in the world of sports. So, let's uh let's get it ready to kind of wrap this up. So, you and I are intending to go to the Red Sox game on Friday. It'll be both of our first game at Fenway since the 2019 season, right? Correct. Yeah, hopefully it happens. I guess um tropical I mean, storm. What do you Elsa. think I went? <laughs> what do you think I went last year? Just no, I didn't in? know if you've been to a game this year, and I just oh didn't no, know about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've not. I've not been to one uh, Red Sox game. Uh, yeah, year. it definitely looks like Elsa is going to be coming through on Friday. So I'm a little nervous about it getting postponed and like what would happen for the makeup. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to play a doubleheader because, well, I guess. I don't know how it would work if they do a doubleheader because Saturday they're scheduled to play at four. So they would, I assume that they would play one and four. Yeah. That's what I would assume. But then if they do that, how would that work with the tickets? Like did people tomorrow just get two games to go to? Like they couldn't shuffle people in and out that quickly. That's the thing I've been most curious about is that how does it work when there's a postponed uh, game because of, because of weather? Like, (laughs) like, for the doubleheader, like, do the fans who were supposed to show up the day before, do they just go to that game? Uh, or, or I don't know. I've never been in this situation before. Yeah, I think it, it depends on the timing of the game and how far they spread it out. Um, if they, So I think last... So on Sunday, I think it was, yeah, the Mets and the Yankees played a doubleheader. The first game was at 2. The second game was at 7. So I assume that they had enough time to you know get people in and out for those two games. But... Saturday, they would have to postpone the 4 o'clock game. And then Sunday is right before the All-Star break. There's no Sunday night baseball. I don't think that they're going to schedule a game for 6 o'clock on Sunday. And they wouldn't so, do that, no. Yeah. They would, so, they would have to They would have to postpone the, the 4 o'clock game to like 7. And yeah, and to, I don't know if they can do that because all the 7 o'clock games are on Fox. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, they could probably find a way to get around it, but I... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little nervous about it because I'm obviously not up here all summer. And I, I was looking ahead, and I think that there's a good chance that if they decide to completely like you know reschedule it for later in the summer, it would be on a Monday when I'm not here. And I don't know if I'm going to fly back just for a game. So my hope is that if they do decide to play a doubleheader and say fans for Saturday's game get to go to both, then they give us the chance to, you know, just trade in the tickets for a different game and that we can, you know, go back to the drawing board, find a different time. But even then, it's, like, kind of limited in when I'm planning on being here and when just the Red a lot of, to be at home. Uh, it's a, sounds like a lot of yeah. planning. I know. A lot of a lot of variables go into it. So, really, I'm hoping that Elsa takes a turn, goes in a different direction, and uh, we don't have to worry about a rain yeah, out. Mo- Mother the... Nature hasn't exactly been kind <laughs> no, over the not past year. No, no, no. So, I'm not, I'm not uh, too hopeful about that. But I guess we'll see. We are in the great grandstands, so... In, in we, theory, we wouldn't be getting rained on. Yeah, we could avoid the rain. Uh, but, obviously... That's the least of my worries. Play. Yeah, right. Well, the what would suck is if we start going down there and then they postpone it. Like I hope that if they postpone it, they do it in the morning or in the afternoon or at least let us know. Yeah, oh, that that crossed my mind too today where I'm thinking, all right, if they at least postpone like you said, late morning, early afternoon, I'm cool that 
But if they just postpone at at like five or six o'clock, then we're just taking a road trip to Uno's. Yeah, right. Well, I, I was gonna say like we could just hang out in Uno for a long time, just play, you know, stay there all night. I mean, I like it. I I, I like the restaurant. I like some of their food, and it's really convenient that it's next to Fenway. It's, it's a really cool spot. <laughs> but it's just yeah, that'd just be super convenient if, if we went there and then. And then, and then they postpone. I'm, but yeah, like you said, if it's delayed, then yeah. I mean, I guess if we get down there and it's delayed and we're still in Uno, then that works. But you know, yeah, Uno Pizzeria and Grill. I was I was looking it up. So it's not across the entire country, but it's not just New England based. So like it it was actually formed in Chicago. I was about to I, say I, like it's a Chicago. Based yeah, well, up. to me, isn't it kind of like the Sabaro of a uh, Chicago deep dish pizza? Like, yeah, I, no. Oh, like their pizza. Yeah, their pizza. Yeah, like it's, it's not, not like authentic Chicago. When we go like, there, the I never the get their pizza. <laughs> oh no, I've never. I well, do you like deep dish style pizza like that? See, like, it's, it's Chicago style, not like Pizza Hut deep dish. Like so I've I've had Chicago I've had style. yeah Chicago deep dish type of pizza, and I, I just like that it's something different. But do I like it over other pizzas? No, like I don't like it. The, it's, the it's, sauce on it's just like a sauce pie. Right. It, yeah. To it, me, it, the sauce is like the the least appealing part. Like, I love pizza when it has something other than red sauce. Like, if it's like Alfredo sauce or uh, buffalo or barbecue sauce, like that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, to me, there's just no appeal to Chicago no, deep dish style pizza. So, so I like it more than you, just because you just straight up just hated it just now. But <laughs> yeah. But I don't care for it either. I think it's just, I it just feels unnecessary <laughs> to have, yeah. uh, have. Like you said, all, all the f- sauce that it has on it. and I'd rather just have a normal New York style kind of pizza. Yeah. Whenever I talk to people from Chicago about Pizzeria Uno, they, they're they not a fan of it. They, they <laughs> say it's it's not, not real Chicago pizza. So I've, ha- I've had Uno's from the, the grocery store where you get from the, and you put it in the freezer and then yeah. you cook it up at home. And yeah, it, like it's fine. It's not. It's not it's the, fine. definitely not the best yeah, pizza. It's though. a good way yeah. to describe it. No, I don't even remember what I get from Uno because it's been so long. Like I, I definitely remember. I, I'd imagine that I just get straight up like things. chicken tenders, chicken and fries, fries or, or, burger. or burger and fries. Are you gonna go for the whole hog? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Literally just like all the different parts of a pig. It's like a, a bacon, and I think it has ham. It probably has some pork on it. I, like it's it, like it's all all love, over the place. I love I love the name. But I'm not. I'm not eating that though. No, no. Our friend Joey ordered it, and the waitress like gasped. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I remember going to Uno in seventh grade. It was our friend Franz's birthday party, and we went to see Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and then we went to Uno. And I told my mom that if I spent more than $15 on my food, I would pay for it myself. And when I got there, I just decided I really wanted a steak. And that was going to, it was more than, you know, what we had decided was fair for Franz's mom to pay for me. And the entire ride home, I was just sitting there basically trying to force Franz's mom to take cash from me for food and she just wasn't having it and everyone else in the car was like super awkward for them just me like trying to like fight with her about it and i'm uh i'm like a little embarrassed looking back on it and i'm also like kind of 
ashamed that I ordered something that made me have that reaction when I was like a 12 year old, 13 year old kid. But that's, uh, that's certainly one thing I'll always think about when I think of Uno. But at the same time, it's now the place that we go to before Red Sox games. So it's kind of a very old memory for me. Now it's just hanging out there. Yeah. Like last year when we left uh, Kenny there for like an hour just because it took us forever to get down there. <laughs> I love going there strictly for going before going to the Red Sox game. I do like yeah. it just because it's so convenient. and Oh, yeah. yeah the food, the food's great. decent. But the only times I've gone like not Boston, like in Nashville or Amherst is when it was, it was senior year of high school when uh, a, a group of us, uh, uh, several students got this, some award where it's like, it was like athletic state scholar kind of, kind of thing where it was like, you you had to have For like a, a B average at least while also being, uh, I don't know, of, of an athlete and, so and they're like average were, student and a good athlete yeah exactly and so there were like hundreds of people who got it uh oh, okay our, so you weren't class. special so i wasn't yeah. no i wasn't special whatsoever it was like if you're if you can graduate and you also played a sport it was something like yeah team. it was you had a you had a head of like at least a three was this some, middle school or high school this was high school this was senior year was, of high school oh, uh, oh i remember this yeah i remember you getting that okay yeah and What's funny is that they said that you need uh, a specific GPA, and me and a few other kids were like, "Did you have this for GPA?" Like, no, <laughs> like I didn't either. Yeah, <laughs> it was because our grading system was weird. Because uh, yeah, well, it was on like a five point scale, but it was yeah, like way over five. That's that's why because like my weighted GPA was amazing because it was a weighted. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> It was like in the fours, but like my unweighted one was like a three, like a low three. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but they counted the the weighted one. It was like, the weighted one. Yeah, like, oh, that's I know that's they didn't I, care about because if it was GPA. if they counted my unweighted one, I wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> but whatever yeah. it was, I I got it. Like other dozens of other people in our our grade, and mm-hmm. so after the award thing, we went to Uno's, and then that's how they. Uh, congratulated us it was just free unos and what's nice. funny is that i i also went there uh for the senior kids below us when like the next year you just uh, snuck in yeah so what's funny is that i walked in because they're i obviously friends from the grade below and they say hey you want to come to unos like and and he was like yeah sure and then i so i i i popped in and everyone's like yo it's it's brian and then so i uh I ate Uno's with, with friends from their grade below me. But Did you have to pay for it? That's where I was going. Is that the there was a lady there from South a principal, or I don't know if it was a principal or whatever, but teacher or whatever. But she pointed, she saw me obviously, and says like, "Yeah, that kid has to pay." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> dang, that, that, I mean, I guess that's the fun. I, yeah, I thought I was gonna there. get free, and I was like, "Nah, I, I yeah, I, I still had to pay for my meal." <laughs> yeah, not back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's probably where we're gonna go on uh Friday, but yeah. we'll see. I um I still haven't seen Frozen Two. That's like my biggest takeaway from Tropical Storm Elsa. I, I haven't even seen the first one. I thought you would say that. It is such a good movie. I love the first one. So I saw it so actually, many times le- when the first came it's out. It's actually a legit good movie. Wow. Yeah, oh it's it's awesome. All I know is that song Let It Go. Yeah, which that's is a all fantastic I know about it. song. Yeah, I I feel like for me, Frozen Two is like a plane movie. Like if I'm on a plane and it's there, like that'd be the only way I would actually watch it at this point. Oh, there are 
there are several movies. But it's also that... on it's on Disney Plus, so like I I could easily go out of my way and and watch it. Oh, there are several movies that I've seen just because it was on a plane. Where so mm-hmm. I I've obviously have traveled to the Philippines several times and a lot of connected flights, including a, a flight that's fifteen plus hours, maybe sixteen hours, and so obviously that there's there's movies in front of you uh and, and and choice movie choices to select from and yeah there are several average movies that i've seen and yeah. i've only seen just because that they were there on a plane yeah i pretty much like if if i'm watching movies on planes it's pretty much a kids movie or like an oscar nominated you know yeah. best picture no, type I, movie like it's like some, the only sometime, time i would watch most and sometimes of i'm disappointed by the the oscar nominated ones yeah i watch I, seen... I watch green book on a flight home from vegas i watch secret life of pets wreck it ralph 2 uh, i like, saw i saw pet i didn't care for it i i, I stopped watching it the, the oh really life no I, I i watched all of them all the I way through the but I was like, there's the... no way i would watch these in any other situation than on a five-hour flight home yeah it, what was that I saw. Is it Inside Out? Is it Disney movie? Yeah, I saw yeah, that on the. On that's the plane. a good one. Yeah, that was actually a decent. It's not like Toy Story or anything, but it was actually mm-hmm. a lot better than I expected. I I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely fell asleep during it though. I I actually watched it at uh Ben's his like the Carlson family house the night before Thanksgiving one year because I didn't go back home. I decided to stay down in South Carolina to go to the Clemson game, and we watched Inside Out. I remember enjoying it, and then next thing I know, there was I passed a super- out and missed most of the movie. <laughs> there was a super sad scene in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, with like uh, so the, you know exactly elephant. what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I I remember like when that scene happened, like I got a little teary, and when that yeah. happened, I had to look to one side and then look to my you're other. On a plane. Just yeah, because yeah, I'm on a plane and there's like, hundreds of people. I'm like I can't, yeah. I can't someone, <laughs> I can't have someone see me, you know, crying on a plane. The- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but there's something like not just the sad scene, but there's something about planes for me personally that gets me, that gets my eyes watery. I don't know what yeah. it is. But the combination of that and the sad scene, just it was just it was over for me. Yeah, that's uh, dang, that's that's like a tough spot to be in. I guess I wouldn't want to watch a sad movie on a plane. See, but... I didn't know it was gonna be a sad. There was gonna yeah, be I mean, you think it's scene? a kids movie? Yeah, it's right? a kids movie, and then all of a sudden, oh my god, this this scene. Yeah, I know that's 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 a tough spot to be in. Oh, if it were Toy Story three, though, I, I would have had a, 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 just a whole box of tissues next yeah. to me, and and then I would have gotten questions from people. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to baseball. Who you got winning the home run derby? Uh, Trevor Story. Same, because he's the hometown kid playing. Yeah, I think that, it's gonna be why. like his last hurrah in Denver that, before he. That's gets literally started. that's literally the reason. Todd yeah. Frazier did it years ago. Yep, Todd Frazier did it, and Bryce Harper did it. Right. Yep. In twenty eighteen, so. I know that's every three years. That's the trend. So, yeah, I'm I'm also taking story, but it's gonna be so much fun in Colorado. That I'm just that would be baseballs. that'd be my reason for tuning in. If there were any other place, I probably wouldn't yeah. tune in. But be, well, Fenway. If there were Fenway, that'd be cool. But yeah, Fenway would be cool. But, it'd be cool to be there. Yeah, but Colorado. Yeah, there are gonna be a lot of bombs. Yeah, given the altitude. Yeah, we'll see. I'll either be watching that or The Bachelorette. My, my but I'll also be at the beach, so I might be not be watching either. <laughs> but Yankee Stadium would be cool just because my one of my favorite... was there in 2008. Yeah, my favorite home run derby 
was for sure was, when was Josh. That Hamil- was Josh Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. was when Josh yeah. Hamilton went off. Yeah, I remember that. Stadium. That was. I, I know it's Yankee Stadium, and there are three hundred foot you know, walls from left field and right field, and the, mm-hmm. yeah, the walls are short. And uh, but he he was he was going nuts in that home run derby. Yeah. It was so fun to watch, and I wasn't yeah, even in was... the. I wasn't even in America. I was in the Philippines, so I was watching. I was eating breakfast at like oh, eight in yeah. the morning, <laughs> yep. watching the home run derby. That was that was definitely one of the more fun home run derbies. I I remember tuning into that one. I don't remember watching a ton of them after that, but it, it used to be like a yearly thing. Watch the home run derby. Watch oh, the, yeah. the All Star game. It, it was way more fun to tune into years ago than it is now just like baseball in general yeah just just literally <laughs> anything baseball wise is the, yeah I mean, like is, the 2000s yeah yeah the I, 2000 I totally the early that. 2000s was the glory days for yep. baseball for me absolutely and probably a lot of other people mm-hmm. all right that'll wrap this up uh very heavy on sports in this one but you know there's a lot of sports going on right now and there's not going to be uh, at least for a little while we're going to have a break but yeah Hopefully we can record a podcast together in person at some point this summer. Uh, maybe in a couple weeks we'll we'll go back to the drawing board on that one. Well, but, what if what if we did one uh, <laughs> late September or early October? If you know what I'm talking about in, in Las Vegas, <laughs> yeah. I have had that thought. I think it would be fun to do that. <laughs> Just but, in yeah. a hotel. Yeah, I know. It, we'll see. That is that's a possibility. Um, but yeah, before that, I'll, I'll definitely be in New Hampshire and have the possibility of recording. Maybe doing a like a football preview in person. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, but, I can't. I can't wait for football season. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Anyway, that'll do it for my co-host Brian Wells. I'm Corinne Avotny. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>